Alright folks, welcome to the Getting Your Edge podcast. My name is Dennis. And hi, I'm Judy Grattan. And we're here to help you right-size your home and your life. Welcome everybody, this is Dennis Day with the Edge Group team, and it's Getting Your Edge, how to right-size your home and life podcast and YouTube channel. I'm with my co-host, Judy Grattan. Welcome. Hi, Dennis. Hi, everybody. Our topic for the day is five clues. Your realtor is working for a commission and not for you. Now, realtors usually work for or almost exclusively are independent contractors, and they get income based on the percentage of the sale of a property. Very few are on a salary or of any type, and this so this is their full source of income. And many of our agents don't work for you. I hate to say that, but they are working for a commission. How can you tell? We're going to give you five ways to find that out. Number one, your agent is not willing to do a listing kickstart and open house event. Can you kind of explain this, Judy? Well, agents that are working for commission are kind of working out of desperation because, again, we are we are strictly commission, and so they need a paycheck, but they don't have the funds and sometimes not the time because a lot of agents also do this part-time, so they may be working another job, to focus on actually doing the best marketing to get the best price for your home. And it really requires that you also have a listing kickstart where they're preparing the marketing and they're getting out and letting people know that your home is is on the market and having an open house event to get as many people through it as possible. And the open house event, the way we do it, it is an event. Uh, we try and have a lender there if we can get them there. We have snacks, not any big deal, but things that people can take out with them. We have toys for children. We have balloons. We let the neighbors know that we're coming in. It's a real open house event three days over the weekend. So oftentimes, and I've heard agents say this, open houses are only for the agents to get buyers. Well, don't you want a buyer for your house? And so... If your agent is not willing to do a, a real open house event and not just slapping a sign up in the front yard, that could be a sign that they're not totally dedicated to getting the highest and top value for your home. Totally agree. One of the biggest jobs a real estate agent needs to do is get as many number of eyeballs or bodies in the door. The more people see it, the more chance you're going to find that buyer who really, really wants it the more chance you're going to have for multiple offers and the better chance you're going to have a larger income from the sale of your home. You get a better price. Again and again, where you're doing an open house and suddenly you have multiple parties in the open house and it creates this sense of urgency and suddenly everybody wants it. And that's when you start seeing multiple offers come in. That could even happen in a slower market than what we're in right now. Right now, it definitely is a seller's market. And you're pretty confident if it's priced right, you can get the right price for it. But it's getting it above the asking price. That's the goal of getting as many eyes on it as possible. I think you're a lot nicer than I am. When an agent is not willing to do an open house, often here is, well, 
open houses don't work. It's going to sell so fast anyways. I think they're just not willing to do the job. I mean, this is part of the job. Get as many people looking at the home as possible. We've okay. got that one. Let's go to number two. The agent does not present you with data to help you make an informed decision about the fair market value of your home. Judy, you did this last week with one of our clients. Explain this. Well, what you want to allow the seller to see is the comparable homes to theirs, both active or all of them, active, pending, sold, and then what we call the unicorns, the homes that have either been on the market for a long period of time or they expired or were canceled out of frustration because they didn't sell. And buyers are very, very capable now of of having a pretty good idea of what a home is worth long before they ever walk into it. There's access to information online that can give them an idea of what the fair market value of a home is. And your home will sell for what the market dictates, not what you dictate, unless it happens to hit the same number. But the market will always dictate what a home sells for. It's what someone is willing to pay. So you can say, I want this much, and that's wonderful, and we want to get that for you, but sometimes it's more than what the market is willing to pay. And so to get as many eyeballs on it as possible, you have to bring it in at number at either level one, two, or three in interest within your area, because those are the homes that are going to move quickly and they're considered fair market value. And they're based on your competition, the homes that are pending and already have, we know they were in a price range, somebody was willing to make an offer and the solds within the last six months at most, tell us what people were willing to pay. Sometimes it's shorter period of time than six months because the market moves so quickly. And this is all information that your realtor understands and can present to a seller so they can make an informed decision because they are the decision makers on what price they want to set for that home. Oftentimes we see a home that's sitting on the market for days and days. I mean, even up to a hundred days or more. When that's happening, what is that telling you, the seller and the seller's agent? That chances are pretty good that based on the condition and location that home is in, it is overpriced. People are not willing to even make an offer. A lot of buyers have been conditioned to believe that they don't have a lot of negotiation power on offers. I've had a lot of sellers say, just bring me an offer. Well, if you can't generate an offer, it means that in general, the buyers on the market think it's so overpriced, it's not, they're not going to make an offer. And you know what happens to those listings that sit on the market, even up, you know, 30 days or more, is they become stigmatized. Yes. People think there's something wrong. Nobody wants that home. I don't want a home that nobody else wants. No, that's, you're absolutely right. They think what's wrong with it in a market like we have today, and particularly where the average days on market are somewhere around a week at best in high moving areas. If it's sitting on the market for 30 days, that's exactly what the buyers are thinking. What's wrong with this home? I don't want what someone else doesn't want. 
Actually, I mean, I always say every home sells at some point. You know, I, I, I actually, years ago, there was a home that was listed on our multiple listing service that said, no key box, no door. It didn't have a door. That home eventually sold. But the, the situation is at what price? So time and again, what we see when a home is overpriced in the long run, when it sits there for a long period of time, to get an offer, they're going to lose money from where you initially said, this is a fair market value. If it went higher, it will come in below that fair market value and, and they'll actually lose money. That's why it's so important. The marketplace today is you've got to be priced right on day one. Number three. Oh, little or no contact between the contract and closing. And sometimes not even a closing. <laughs> I've heard this time and again when I ask clients, you know, have you had have you had experience with real estate before? Tell me a little bit about that. They'll frequently say, oh, yeah, the agent put a sign in my front yard and I never heard from them again. Communication, unfortunately, as an industry, we've been given a bad rap, but an agent who is not communicating with you on a regular basis is just not doing their job and therefore probably just after a quick commission. Those who have difficulty with or had problems with their realtor, most of the time, it's the communication or lack thereof. A text, a phone call, an email constantly. Uh, in between signing that contract and your closing 30 day, about 30 days later, there's a lot that happens in that time. There's important dates that you have to meet and the buyer has to meet. Yes, both parties. One of the things we do is provide a timeline so you'll know what you have to do and when everything's going to happen. The buyer's got to do this. You have to do that. Close at that date. Yes. That, it's not that hard. Communication is important. Yes. The agent does not prearrange with you a strategy in case the home does not sell in the first two weeks. If it doesn't sell in the first two weeks, what does that mean, Judy? What we do in addition to the timeline when you're under contract is we provide you with a report weekly, normally on Monday or Tuesday after the weekend, where we tell you what kind of feedback we have received from potential buyers and agents who have looked at it either online or come through the house itself, we tell you what kind of feedback we've gotten from them. And we also look at what kind of competition you may now have that you didn't have last week. So did a home sell and yours didn't? And then we look at photos and we look at the homes and we suggest there's an open house there. Stop by and look at it and see what they've got. So you know what your competition looks like. So we're constantly keeping you informed if the market is changing, what people are saying about it, how many people went through and what we did to generate interest. And then based on that, if your home has not moved in the first two weeks, maybe we've discovered through feedback that that we need to do something with the photographs or maybe the landscaping needs to be cleaned up. But normally what it boils down to is we need to make a price adjustment. We didn't hit it right the first time. And so we look at what we need to do on a price adjustment, and then we put that out in the marketplace that we have an adjusted price, a new price on this home. And once again, we go through the open house process and we start trying to generate interest at that new price. 
people look at homes normally in $5,000 increments. And that's why you'll see a lot of homes at like $799.99. Because under the $800,000 mark, they're, they're going to collect everybody from $750 to $800 or just under. And then if you go $800 to $850, and if you keep it in there in some number, it will attract attention. But if you're at 800, you may have missed all those buyers that were looking from 750 to 7, 799, whatever. And you might miss them by as little as $100. So we try and make adjustments and then bring bring the market back to your home to the best of our ability through our marketing and open house efforts and things like that. Let people know. Back to it. If the agent plunks down the sign and then hasn't got a plan for you and your home, they're probably working for that commission. They just want to get it sold and get out of there and move on to the next. I mean, flyer boxes are empty or no type of perma flyers so that people can get the information when they drive by. There's no QR code where they could scan it and get to the listing. I've driven by listings where the sign's laying on the ground and nobody bothered to pick it up and put it back up again. So that's a real, you see a real lack of care on the part of the agent when that happens. They should be coming by the home and making sure it's okay, especially if it's vacant, that lights are all on and curtains are open so that it looks its best, that the temperature is the right temperature, that it smells good. Uh, all of those things need to, to be monitored by an agent. If they're not doing it, that's another sign that they're not really focused on getting you your highest and best price. Well, they're working on volume. They're constantly chasing new clients instead of treating that current client really well, getting a referral from them, getting repeat business from that client. It's kind of like the old college basketball. They're one and done. Once you've gone, you're never going to hear from them again. And they're just constantly moving from the next sale to sale to sale. All right. Lowers his or her commission with little or no negotiation. Now, wait a second here. This seems kind of counterintuitive because if I'm a seller and my listing agent is willing to lower their commission, isn't that a good thing? Maybe, but you don't know because you don't have a contract yet. However, if they're not willing to negotiate for their own income, how do you think they're going to negotiate when prices start coming in for you and other aspects of the contract that are important to your best interest? If they can't negotiate for their own commission, what are they going to do when it comes to negotiating for you? I think it's a really good clue of a person who is interested in helping you. They're, they're willing to fight for themselves, so they're going to fight for you when it comes to difficult negotiations. And they have the ability. I mean, oftentimes there are, there are agents with not a lot of experience and they just want a deal so they can get some money because they're only paid by a commission and they're hungry, but they just want that deal. So when the offer comes in, they may not be willing to or capable of negotiating to the degree that would bring you the highest dollar. Oftentimes with the marketing that is done that we do, we bring the value of the home up far more than the, the commission that we charge. So you could save, you know, a couple of thousand dollars here, or you could make ten to fifty thousand dollars there. It's That's it. We've just given you five clues to help you realize whether you're 
agent is working for a commission and not you. Let's review. The agent is not willing to do a listing kickstart or open house event. The agent does not present data to help you make an informed decision about a fair market value of your home. There is little or no contact between a signed contract and closing. He or she does not prearrange a strategy if the house does not sell in the first two weeks. And the agent lowers his or her commission without negotiations. That's it for episode 35, Getting Your Edge, How to Right Size Your Home Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Dennis. Bye-bye. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned for future episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Goodbye.